guys, I'm bringing my favourite solo show to my favourite city of Bangor on Saturday the 19th of August as part of the Open House Festival. My brand new show, Roleplay, is my favourite hour yet. It's coming together really nicely. I love it. And hopefully you will love it too. There's still a couple of tickets left. And if you want to be the last people to buy those good tickets, I guess, you can do so by following the link in the description of this podcast. And you can get tickets to my beautiful show, Roleplay. My Sam Smith poster-inspired show, Roleplay. On Saturday, 19th of August. Limited tickets available. The Sly Guy Podcast is on Patreon, which, well, what is Patreon, Dave? What, what is it? It means basically if you want to help support the podcast, you can give as little as £2 a month, and what do you get in return? Bonus content, guest episodes, early release of the weekly podcast, et al. If you've been to uni and know what that phrase is, I don't really know what it means. I think it means and everything else. Who knows? But you can get all that there at patreon.com forward slash Sly Guy Podcast. And you know what? We Insider Scoop, I have... Been a wee bit lax on the guests the last wee while on on the uh, on the Patreon. However, I'm coming back with a big bang, some big name guests that you'll not see on the regular podcast, only exclusively on the guest episode on Friday on the Patreon. Feeling that with some fucking cracking vlogs over there too. It's a great time. You'll love it. And if you don't, you know what? Maybe your life sucks. All right, just saying. The Sly Guy Podcast is brought to you in association with. Modest beer. Modest are a beer. They are delicious. They are nutritious in moderate amount. Because if you drink far too many beers, you'll not be feeling too nutritious or healthy. But modest beer are delicious and you'll want to drink more of them. You will want to drink. You, you could never. You, if you're basing your desire to drink off flavour, you would drink these babies till the cows come home. Like, where are the cows? Who knows? But you wait until they come home and you'll drink this. It'll be a nice time. Modest Beer have a website, www.modestbeer.co.uk, where you can find everything modest. You can even buy merch over there. You can subscribe to their brews letter where you get all up-to-date news and happenings and hip-hop happenings and all things modest. Or, if you want to just follow them on social media, their handle is modest, as you believe, and simply at Modest Beer. There you go. What else is there to, to love about this company? It's just they're a great, great brand from a great, great person and their great, great product. Modest beer. Get in there. I'm the slack guy. Hello and welcome. I don't know why I'm doing that. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Sly Guy podcast. It's me, Davey. As usual, the host with the most. Um, underrated podcast in the country, probably. Let's be fair. Let's If we're going to talk about podcasts that don't get the credit they deserve, it's a Sly Guy podcast, but we keep churning it out. We're getting the numbers. People are listening. People are watching. And this is an episode with another comedian, a man from, I don't know, he says Armagh, I say South Down, who the fuck cares? You know, he's going to argue about it and probably go, oh, you always say I'm from Down. I'm like, you wish you were from Down, mate. Down is the best county in Northern Ireland. 50% of it is, the you know, not even, probably less. You, you, you stop, when you pass from Bangor and Ards, that's when you start, you know what I mean? Between Hollywood and Bangor, it's the best place in Northern Ireland to be. But my guest this week is none other than comedian, compare, and uh, host of the Injury Time podcast, Darren Matthews. We had a nice time today. We talked about comedy. We talked about Darren working on Big Comic Energy, the show that I was brought in to just be a bitchy on. And we spoke about 
we just spoke about life, you know. We, we're just two old guys just, you know, reminiscing about what is life. Who even knows what life is? Whatever it is. What is comedy? What's the future of comedy? What Darren's working on? You know, we just had a chat. This is the Sly Guy podcast, and you just get that. It's just a couple of guys shooting the shit, you know what I mean? And shit needs shot, and shit's not going to shoot itself. So you're looking at your shit shot, and it's not going to shoot itself. Come to the Sly Guy podcast with me, Dave Elliott, and this week's guest, Darren Matthews. Yeah, people don't understand. We're just what we're doing before we record here. We're off. We're running. We're at the races. I've already we done going? the intro. We're listening. We're on. We're ball. We're balls deep in the Slag Guy podcast here. I haven't done my makeup yet. Well, listen, doesn't matter. The lights are on, and I am looking really white. I need to get the sun back because I like to be brown. <laughs> Thankfully, I'm off my holidays. I wasn't yeah, I'll actually. Yeah, but here we were doing. Okay. That's good. Thank God. I wasn't yeah. actually supposed to be going on holidays this year, but I got so pale that I went fuck it. I'm going to spend two weeks in Portugal. To come back tanned again for the sake of the podcast, and especially wearing you're wearing white, I'm wearing white, two white bastards. Are are you gonna go and test the limits of the new shaved head? Well, you know what? I actually was at a wedding. The first outing of the bald head was at a mate's wedding, and he texted me afterwards saying, "I knew how late my wife was by how red your head was getting." Because it was outside the sun. I said, "Oh, cheers, mate. Thanks. Appreciate it." You're like an egg timer. Yeah, and then turn it over. Then wonder if we got a thank you letter or the thank you card from the wedding it said sorry about the burnt head Dave. head wasn't burnt add sun cream on I'm just bald and I a red head you know, high blood know. pressure leave me alone I know can I say as well though whenever, mm-hmm. you, whenever you did that there was no like big announcement you weren't like retiring your yeah, hair no. you just whacked it out and then no. I met you at a gig and I was like like bald, it yeah, I, I enjoy it no because you know what you can't again this is something we were t- again we were, we were being a couple of old men giving off about the world before we started recording here what's worse is I'm older than him so. yeah but you know what <laughs> this is the problem though is that nowadays people feel you do anything you need to announce it you do anything you need to put it out in social I mean I'm bald I that's what it is I, I've gone the opposite where I know I'm supposed to yeah but I really don't want to but you know what it is it is a pain in the hole like you're you're promoting your show the minute the show is out it's the 2nd of August the first weekend of August so 5th and 6th the 5th and 6th now Let's let's split it. The Fight and Fit show. Fight and Fit is Saturday the fifth. Saturday the fifth. Beer tasting with a comedian three. Mm-hmm. Sunday the sixth. Earlier show. Okay. Earlier evening, so you're fit for and work I, in the morning. And what I like about that is you are doing your solo show on the fr- on the Saturday. Mm-hmm. So then you get that out of the way. You can just have pints on Sunday, basically. That's yeah, well, the roundabout way to go. <laughs> Listen, it's a party. What you should build it as is not beer with a comedian. It's Darren's after party. <laughs> On the Sunday, pints will be hard. But it costs Drinks the same amount in. Yeah. But it includes the price of your beer, so we're not too bad. Yeah. Now, now, how does that work? Because I've seen you do a few of these, and they've seen to be pretty successful events. Raucous. Now, is it, is it the same sort of vibe as the the beer tents at Oktoberfest in, in Belfast? Not the real Oktoberfest, not Munich, but is it that kind of people just getting pissed and having a laugh? No, because I, I, I don't have the hips for the lederhosen, so I was like, I'll not do nice. that. I, I wear assless lederhosen. <laughs> That's <laughs> my vibe. Yeah, Dave is now our special guest, yeah. just announced today. <laughs> <laughs> I buy S&M lederhosen. That's me. Very <laughs> German. Yeah. The women will need less of their hosen down afterwards when they see this sexy wee hole of mine. Quite literally, I don't have an arse at all. It's the one sad thing about me. Not yeah. Nope, I just have a slit. Oh, like for, so it's like the top yeah. of your neck and then the knees and everything yeah. it hits? My horse is like a box of wine. You just, <laughs> you just go down and there's a hole in it. That's me. You know, I'm like, my wife, my wife tries to grab a hole, she literally penetrates me. Oh, know? actually? And it's like, not nice. Yeah, just a, just a piggy. Oh, sorry. Oh, no, I'm sorry. It's like, yeah, I'm scundered now. You know, so that's a problem. So the show, Fighting Fit, sell it. We're here. Fighting Fit was has funny, been done. Before we started, we went, we're not here to sell anything. First thing, go ahead, sell it. 
I, I appreciate that because it means I don't have to shoehorn it in mm-hmm. if you've already so. shoehorned nope. it. It's there. It's good. Uh, Fight and Fit is a show I did in 2019 before the world closed. No, so it's a brand new show. Fight and Fit a brand new show. No, it's an updated show. Okay, right, okay. Yes. Updated show. And but this is before we did the Comedians Boxing, so mm-hmm. I had done one white collar event. And lost. And lost on points. And But you know what? And then you came back. It's the arc that we wanted. Yeah, yeah, it's the story you arc. You came so. back, the hero. The, the Rocky when Rocky got duffed by Apollo Creed <laughs> no that was a draw in the first one if you remember I can know but you know yeah. everyone thought Apollo should have won <laughs> but, yeah, but it's well, white privilege typical you know that's no you've never mind I don't think you've seen Rocky hey listen I've seen it all I know is Apollo got his yeah Ivan sorted him and then Clubber Lang killed Mickey no that's Rocky 3 yeah no that was that Rocky 3 yeah yeah Clubber or, Lang Beats Rocky. Yeah, and then he dies. It's it's just yeah. all the shit in, in the first like, who, fifteen minutes. Who does he kill as well? He Tommy Gunn. He or does he get killed or does he? No, they have a burn knuckle bar. It's a very yeah. Rocky Five is a very confusing entry into the series. Yeah, it is confusing. Yeah, but the whole, fighting fit is not a Rocky film. Not a Rocky right, film, okay. and it's actually very little to do with boxing. Fighting fit okay. is more to do with how mental I went when I moved home. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So I spent uh, seven years traveling, and mm-hmm. then when I moved home, I'd, you were a traveler. Uh no, no. Not also nothing to do with boxing as well. Okay. I see we're trying to get yeah, there. Yeah. But um yeah. yeah, I'm just trying not to get us in trouble. Right, okay. Here. Okay. Okay. Uh, we had, I got home and basically it was, I had all this fun and I'd been to all these lovely countries and done all this cool stuff and then so I was name, just name, in my ma's in Bestbrook. Name some places you were before you returned to Bestbrook. Uh, Australia, mm-hmm. Canada, New Zealand. And are you trying to say that those places were more interesting than Bestbrook or more to do? Or? Well, I'm from Bestbrook, so I've just kind of done all the stuff. Yeah, so you completed Bestbrook and then you're like, I'm back here. Yeah. So how did that feel in that moment for you, was it? It was a weird uncertainty. It was like, what mm. now? Because right, okay. I was too old to get more visas, basically. Mm-hmm. For, to live in those kind of places where yeah. I didn't have to be uh, educated and <laughs> learn yeah. another language to live there. So I get Well, I, I am actually, the listeners of podcasts know I'm good with life hacks. So, okay. so there's some, certain life hacks I have. A recent one I did on the vlog that's over on Patreon was that if you co- you can park in spaces in Belfast, you know, you put the parking app, mm-hmm. you can put different locations as long as they're near. So, for example, when I parked outside BBC, I used Ormo Avenue because you can park there for four hours instead of two. Didn't get a ticket. Oh, nice. Life hacks with Davy. My, my most famous life hack is you can put in, like, any coffee self-service, you can put a large coffee in a medium cup. That um, one I know from yeah. uh, my years of working in construction mm-hmm. and going to petrol stations on the way yeah. home. Well, that's it. I mean, of course, listening to the podcast, you heard that hack. Yes. First. On your Patreon. So. And now I've got a hack for you. Gotcha. Your hack is if you want to get your visa, have kids. Have kids? Have kids with the people over there. Oh, yeah. Go that was on the one thing I forgot to do. I like, yeah. forgot to marry somebody from one of those countries. You don't have so. to marry. You just have to have kids. You can oh. shoot live rounds, baby. You know what I'm saying? I think so. You go out there. Where was your favorite place? For what? Like working or no, just, just the work, If you were like, the, I would rather, I would like to sell here out of all these places. See, I, I find it hard to sell anywhere, so the whole point mm-hmm. was that I, I want to see the next thing. Um, oh, okay. I loved, I really liked Toronto and Canada, and I went back Boom. there this year, which was great. Canadian baby. Boom. Canadian right baby. There. Yeah, me the lady say, yeah. I need a favour, Canadian baby. Little pale ice hockey player. Yeah, little pale. Listen, you know what I mean? You get that, they get that, um, that Irish feist. That would work well in the ice. It's know? worth a go. Yeah. Okay. That's what so I would do. So to go back for an hour. You, you need to go back, and you need to just be empty in bags. And just shooting. 
and hoping. Once again, nothing to do with care. boxing. We should put no, that. but again, I'm just little life hacks. This is all it is. This is my uh, life hack from David. Okay, big, empty your bag. Yeah, Papa Dave's bag emptying club. That sounds <laughs> really weird, but yeah, go for it. Yeah. So back to the fighting. Is there any fighting in it? There is fighting. Sure. Right, There's okay. this story because I was I was trying to think of uh, I needed sort of what can I do to kind of get active because mm-hmm. obviously I've played football for years and being active is what helps my my fucking brain. Mm-hmm. It's a mental health yes. thing. So being active is like I want to do maybe learn something new. So I'd never boxed before, so mm-hmm. I learned about that. I got fit, and because it was a charity boxing thing, I couldn't bitch out of it then. Right. Okay. So even if I had to get in there, I got my head caved in. I was like, well, this mm-hmm. is for something better. Yeah. So that's part of the story as well that we we raise a lot of money for a good thing. So and how, I, like I've been beaten up for free. Yeah. It's better to do it for charity. And how does it amend the show? What's the difference now with having done the comedians boxing? Um, it's just probably updates of what I learned right, okay. and then we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that but it's, yeah. it's the difference because I remember all, off mic you were telling me just how much you hate Sean McAlevey and how it was great to just cave his face in the, the one I said to Sean was because because uh, I do I do comedy and I run shows mm. I think everybody thinks I'm really nice but when I get into the ring I was mm-hmm. a bit of a bastard yeah you, you, oh. you slammed it down with judo, judo throw yeah also Dave said that mm. you have said the most hurtful and motivational thing okay. about me ever I'm keen to hear this when you're on the commentary uh-huh. when I was coming in number one you were talking comment about how tight my shorts were weird what? they were nice they were nice shorts I mean because this is a lovely bum we've, we've been over it I don't have a bum jealous <laughs> first thing jealous and the second thing was if just a throwaway line but you used the phrase Darren's nearly 40 and mm-hmm. I was like <laughs> I'm 37 listen, listen I'm 36 and I'm nearly 40 that's why I, I use that phrase yeah see if you're over the hill the hill is 35 and once you're over is that, that it? 40 yeah. shit okay yeah because I, I, I actually whenever I came um, whenever I became 36 I remember going fuck me I'm nearly 30 and Catherine's like no you're not and I was like I'm two years I'm, or two years I'm 40 she was like you're 36 and I'm like nah I'm 38 Born nineteen eighty six. She goes, that is, and I was like, hold on, oh I. So I just genuinely had got so used to the idea of nearly forty. I just fully chalked two years off my. You life. just like, felt older. Yeah, I was like, I'm thirty eight now. Welcome to the welcome to the real world. Maybe you're like, I have the behaviours of a thirty eight year old. Mm. Yeah, I'm gr- I'm thirty eight years old grumpy. You're not thirty six grumpy. Yeah, but I mean, it's this is a weird thing to say. And any of the younger listeners out there, I hope you you take this on board and you go, this is deep, Dave. The older you get the younger you feel in the grand scheme of life. Does that make sense to you? Younger you get. Um, the older you get. The older I get. So whenever I was maybe 18, I thought, fuck 30, you'll be ready for the fold. Now I'm 30, I'm like, actually, I'm not that old. I still have a lot of life left to go. No. Um, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, I feel like, I feel like I need to make my time count more, if that makes sense. Okay. Time is much more valuable the older you get and it flies by. Uh, yeah, I've noticed that. Even just trying to organise, like, this morning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're like, oh, I've done, like, six things. I'm just like, oh, yeah. I have somewhere else to be later on. So, yeah, it's like quite it's weird. Because today, for me, um, was inter- it's, it's nice because I, I fucked myself a couple of weeks. I was doing, filling in for Connor Phillips and Radio Ulster there for Congratulations. Thank you. It was, it was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. However, it's a lot of work goes in than, than you would expect. So that was my normal working week away to do to do that, which I really enjoyed. What time are you starting in the morning? I was in for, for 8 o'clock so because well, okay. it's, it's half 10 to 12 time the mid-morning show but I was there from like 8 or half 8 to just plan the show and go over a few things obviously the first day the producers were like I don't know what this guy's going to do or why we've even got him like the higher ups were like we'll get Dave Elliott and the producers were like oh no what have we done so it was alright it worked well it was nice however that was and then there was a day of interviews before and, and prepping so when I would usually do the podcast and I was ahead which was nice 
Um, but then I was like, oh, I can just do it this week. But this week I'm going to London for a couple of days. So on Wednesday and Thursday. So they're my two recording days. So I was like, I, with people I want to get on, I wanted to get Glenn on. And then I thought, let's see if any other boys are available. And you were here, so you were going to come on after my holidays. Yes. But with we slot freed up, and here we are. Let's do that. You bank that one, and it, it mm-hmm. so eases, it'll, it'll eases the pressure for the next busy time you get. Yeah, So, but the good thing is, and also it means I can get more clippy clips out for the episodes too. Ah, um, yes, okay. You know, because it's, it's, it's Snake Rap Band does the production on it, you see, so it makes it easier for So him. you're not going to be doing your work in, in, on their holidays? Are no. You gonna, are you, are you going to mentally be gone I'm gonna for two go, I'm going to go. Just have time with the folks. I'm going to go. With, uh, I mean, I'll bring my laptop if I don't get it. This is where the stress comes. I have deadlines that I need to get finished. And if I don't get them done, I'll have to bring a laptop. But there may be no guest episodes for a week or two on the, on the Patreon because. But I, I'm telling you this now, we exclusive. I've got an A-lister coming on a Northern Irish A-lister. Northern Irish a, A-lister. It's been in no other podcast. There yeah. is actually no such thing. Yeah. In sport, you're a sport guy. I'll, I'll show you who. I can't say I on the app. All right, I won't. I won't because, say. Uh, I'm I excited about this. Actually. I don't want them. Um, but he, I, I, people have, have wanted to get him, and David's got him, and I'll be this there on pa- Patreon. Very cool. Um. Well, oh man, I. Oh, very nice. Yeah, so it'll be a nice one. Yeah, get signed up now because that's a so, that's a builder. I'll be a big one, yeah. So, congratulations! Yeah. I now, like that. I may try to, to squeeze a guest one in this week for Friday, but it's unlikely to happen. So, what you may get instead is a vlog of my and Willie's trip to London on Wednesday and Thursday. Very nice. Instead, but this will already be out long before that, or this after that. So, hey, are, are you doing? Time. Are you doing industry stuff? Are you going to London for industry? Stuff? Yeah, Willie and I have been nominated for a, a short prize for William Vaughan's deal so it's been broadcast digital awards we've been nominated and we're going over to the ceremony to drink as much free booze as you can get your hands yes. on yes I mean it. it's nice that was the thing because we've been nominated for a couple of things and and again I have this thing in my head about industry stuff it's like if you're invited to something and then you have to buy a ticket and it's like you're not really invited it's not an invite you know what I mean it's not so we, we were nominated for the, the an RTSNI award for best comedy for William Vaughan's deal which was a, a 13 minute blap and we were against Derry Girls, so in my head I'm going, hmm, I mean, I doubt we're going to win, you know, and I... But I, yours is a short, this is a series, how are these yeah, because because there's so much produced here, and so many opportunities for comedy in Northern Ireland, that they were the two. Do you know up. something I don't? Mm-hmm, you know, <laughs> so that was it, and I mean, I just thought, you know what, I get really uncomfortable at like, you know, like schmoozing, and like... I, I nearly said brown nose ne- networking's the term that I meant and I just like I very anally fixated here. today you know, you're with your bum now you're all about brown nosing people listen I'm an anal guy you're my wife will tell you I'm very anal certainly about the washing <laughs> you know so but it, I just I just find like the thought of that gives me so much anxiety of going and being like just I'd be like don't sweat you're wearing a suit Dave please don't sweat don't sweat and you just get stressed out by people so I, d- I don't get stressed by people but I, I think like anybody anybody in the world has this where when people say maybe if they meet a celebrity they go well they're quite rude and you're mm. just like Look, we're not celebrities but you have a fucking social battery Yeah, you can only schmooze for so long and yeah. also industry stuff I've, no, I've from doing like festivals when you're in like an artist bar yeah. the, and the people I never I had heard about this but didn't believe it existed the shoulder gazers mm-hmm. you heard about this? no I don't I've not heard this so when somebody's well. talking to you or yeah. talking to me who gives a fuck about who we are? Yeah. So they're talking to you, but they're like looking over your shoulder for like someone else to talk to. Right. Okay. It's not a shoulder gazing, and I'd never seen it in action until I was talking to somebody who was running shows. Uh huh. And I was going, right. and I actually had to go. Is something on? Yeah. 
Have I a small, like an angel on this shoulder and a uh-huh. devil on this shoulder? I don't know they like. No, no, just... They're like, no, no, I'm just... I'm just. I'm only talking to you until somebody more important walks in. I was like, well, cool. I have this thing when people are talking to me, which is not great when your job's quite literally talking to people, but sometimes if I just can't be arsed or I don't really think the person's not worth talking to because obviously everybody's worth talking to, but if the person... Like, if I have nothing to contribute and I feel like I have to, like, someone's like, oh, you should speak to this person and I know nothing about them, nothing in common. Like, they're a big, like a big wig producer and I'm just like I just want to make people laugh you know it's like I end up like it's almost like you get into a, a trance and you start hearing like songs like Harry Styles Sign of the Times in your head and you sound again and you're lost and then they're like alright good to meet you and I'm like yeah sweet just email me and then you're like fuck what's that person's name and you've not paid any attention you can actually do that you you start hearing soundtracks I, 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 of just, I just start like going drifting off mm. the 90s R&B classics being like yeah you? vibe you can't actually sing R. Kelly anymore shit is that is that cancelled as well? Mm-hmm. Yeah, R. Kelly's fully. All his music's cancelled. Yeah. R. Kelly's problem was not high enough ticket sales. Yeah. As well as all the heinous crimes. Mm-hmm. But if if he had sold more, he would have got away with a lot more. Spoken about it before. R. Kelly's yeah. got some underrated bangers. The remix to Ignition is the number one party tune in the noughties. That's very true. That that yeah. reminds me of being like seventeen and walking into a nightclub, and that's what you get. Yeah. And I mean, you know, you're ready. Bounce, bounce, bounce. Yeah, give me some fucking fat frog jugs over here. We're really party. Yeah, yeah. You know? I'll, have a, I'll have a jug of five frog that cost me four fifty. Let's do it. Yeah, I'm, remember, remember those days. The people don't know they're born. I actually remember very little. <laughs> oh, they were tremendous. I used to go on a Wednesday night to Precious in Belfast, which became the box, which I believe is now shut. And the beach club was the Thursday. If you could cope with the third night, you would go out to the gro- the groovy train at the M Club on a Friday. Oh yeah. And then probably house party Saturday. Now, when I say this is when I'm young, upper sixth. That was was the go to. <laughs> Like, upper six. <laughs> no, I don't love yeah. to drink. No, technically, yes, because I was an early bird. So okay. I was 18 and I was Billy Big Balls and I loved it, you know. But it was weird. It's like, mate, why are you going out with somebody that looks 10 years younger than you? But according to his ID, he's 10 years older. I'm like, <laughs> Belfast in the noughties. Quite literally, I used ID that I had got. I had scanned my passport, scanned it like a piece of paper. I had scanned it, gone on the Microsoft Paint and changed the six of 86 to a four. Actually? And I got in the bars and then one day I went to the bar and the bouncer was like well, fuck this shit and ripped it off up and sent me away and I was like well you're well, her I have only printed one copy of this mm-hmm. sir yeah and then I was like I bid you a good day yeah <laughs> joke's on you I have a fucking dossier in my back pocket there's more to come but um, were, were you like the, in those spy movies when they like rip up a floorboard and they open like a little lock case and there's like eight passports and a handgun yeah, that was me <laughs> to just get into the bar for a pint you know <laughs> Like, uh, Mr. Uh, Ilyachov, I'm like, yes, thank you. I'm here on my holidays with my wife and my family. They're in a hotel. Thank you. May I have fat frog and sex on beach? <laughs> thank you, please. <laughs> Can I please have soul and comfort and like Just the cordial. Just keep pouring until I get the diabetes. Thank you very much. Yes. Uh, oh I'm here from France, yes. And what do you like to drink from France? Uh, Le Goldschlager. You see, we play. Yeah, you know? people are like setting you up a red wine you're like no yeah. no no there was, there was a fella there was a dude Juniper. every school has a dude who did that like like would do fake IDs and would amend your your uh, driving license and all we, we, we just had underage drinking yeah nobody gave a shit where I was from so you have Shabines where you're from or was we just still do open bars or I've said too much no mm-hmm. we don't no well, please don't come for me the people that know me because yeah. you know what I, it's a weird thing see now I am I don't know whether it's a COVID thing or a life thing that I'm just at a point now where, like, I when I during COVID, I was like, I was delighted just to be in Bangor, just delighted to be in my wee house by the seaside, stuck in with my family, just like with his face. And now it's opened again. I'm like, you know what? I still like the socialise in Bangor. I love the pubs in Bangor. Okay. I love like and Fifties in Bangor. I've said it before. There is no better pint of Guinness 
in the world. I'm gonna I'm gonna come up for a pint again because you keep talking yeah, about this. I've searched high and low. Yeah. And it's number one. Now before um before Johnny's wedding a couple of weeks ago, I, I brought Woodsy there and I said, We'll go there, have a couple, then we'll head to the wedding. Woodsy was like, You're right, sir. Can I go? I get a I get a pint again in Crow Park the other day. It was mm-hmm. fantastic. Good in Croke Park? It was on it was in the we got like premium tickets. All oh, right, okay. So was, was it like in a, a glass? In a glass. All oh, right, well, okay. That says Crow Park on the glass. Oh, nice. I and you know what? The only glass I, is now lives in your house. No, it doesn't. <laughs> only, only that was my first thought. Can I stay listen? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would have got it somehow. I would have put it where my bum should be in the trousers. Yeah, once again. Yeah, just a little space. Talk about shoving stuff yeah. up your arse. <laughs> not up, but just in the space where the buttocks should be. You know, oh, not up, yeah. Not up the shithole. No, like you've got, you're not trying to get into the McGabry. Yeah. No, yeah, not not using the old school, the old school love letters <laughs> technique of McGabry. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my God. But yes, we've we've strayed far from the path. But yes, let's do a Guinness and Banger. Yeah. That's no, absolutely. Because nice. there's a boy, a young boy, a young comedian, Kieran Franco, was at a gig with me last week, and he was like, "I'm doing a new club that's opening in Banger. I'm on holidays. Otherwise, I would come down and mm-hmm. allow him access to the park because I have the same people off who come in from outside North Down. It's true. And um, he said he's going to go to Filthies for a pint because he's heard me talking about it so much. I said, "Well, it's right next door." You have to. Have you talked to them about a, a sponsor or is that a conflict of interest? You know what? Another beer sponsor? Modest, our original sponsor from day one. Fealty's not the kind of bar that would do podcast sponsorship. They don't care about that. They don't need it. Do no. they have... Um, they don't even sign the door. Do they have TV to watch football? Well, they did. But uh, Mark, who runs the bar, is like, I'm not paying that anymore. So just, they're, they're exclusively, they show Ulster matches and a on a Friday and they would show if you're interested in the Austrian Bundesliga you maybe catch an Austrian Bundesliga game in there oh yeah yeah or wow. if you're interested in like old, old runs of Judge Judy or something maybe catch that in there maybe some Eurosport you get that world of sport old school in there Channel 4 racing mm, I think you could get Channel 4 racing okay yeah have you told them the joys of the dodgy fire stick yeah well I can't advocate anybody mm-hmm. do anything illegal as yeah. somebody who does sometimes work for the BBC and mm-hmm. license if he's not you know but um but you know what what I like about it now Catherine has said before because again for me it's a pub that I love I love the bar everything about it if I can just, even if I go in just for one day all the time before we go somewhere else I love it but she would be like Look, I prefer a wee bit of a you know, bit of a vibe bit of music bit of cocktails like cocktail in there you get a fucking like, well don't fucking go then I'll see you later <laughs> exactly but she went in she's like no I love it here because it's just a bar the people there's always a great atmosphere people are just chatting having a good time there's no music they do have the back bar they put in some live music which is always great but you know what I mean for the front bar it's just people coming in having a good time chatting the atmosphere is always great the beer's great what else like that's how you run a good pub Yeah, you have to you have to give it to people like that it's hard to beat the risk of I'm going to call in here for a pint. I'm either going to meet somebody that's going to teach me some sort of life lesson, mm-hmm. some guy that I haven't seen in years, or some complete psychopath. I, yeah. I love that that danger. Oh, but that's great. I remember Gambling, being, like. being in there one, one Christmas, and some fella just walked in with a few pheasants he'd killed, just fucking hung them on, over the fire. I was like, if anyone wants to buy a pheasant to eat. Like and with his bar hat, did he chase them down? I think or did he, he hunted them, yeah. <laughs> he's just stuck to the front of his, his polo on the way down the road. He's like, fuck me, you've killed these peasants. Pheasants, peasants. <laughs> I mean that's banger, what we that's what we eat in banger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A couple of peasants if you want to eat them here. Fucking peasants. Yeah, I know. So I was where were you? I was fucking driving around the Holy Lands and a few. Yeah, yeah. peasants. You call them yeah. Belfast people. <laughs> but yes, yeah, it's, it's just it's just a great pub. And again, 
I just I, I recommend it. I'm gonna have to show you the photo because I, sometimes you have to take photos. It's like people just, don't believe you. People don't like, believe There's three pheasants above the fire. The, the the, but no, people always believe that when you say you're, they, they they totally get you. But it's What's just that? the beers are just tremendous. The beers are just great and they look we, great. We have they a bunch of words where where I'm from, it's like you can you could have uh, got in the Newry. So even where I'm from, you can walk to Newry about forty five minutes, yeah. an hour and a half home when you're blocked up a hill. Uh, you do that and look then at those. there's there's making Woodsy as well. Oh, superb. Look at that. Oh, look at that. The just like a wee pub. Just a wee dome pub. And all. A, there you go. That's him like taking that. a, a, wee, a wee photo of it too. Yeah. I like, I like uh, proper just random shit all of those. There you go. Look at that. I mean, tremendous. Not even in a brand of glass. I know. Not, not fucking about. Like, when you know it's the good shit. Yeah. And did I take one of the photos? When you can pour it into a shoe and it's still good. I mean, oh, in fact, there's just a close-up of my dad who popped in that day to see us. Uh, look at that. The mouth mark still in the phone. Look at that. That's... Sensational. It's so I think it's the it stout is the number one thing poured in there. Then is it? Oh, Where yeah. they're just oh, yeah. going all day. Oh, yeah. Do you know what? A lot of a lot of old boys like their like their harp as well. A lot of harps to be poured in there. You know, more of a smellix man myself. Yeah, you because I am actually sixty seven. Yeah. So you may, it, may, it yeah. might be a further down the country thing. Yeah, Smithix. I could drink a Smithix. I used to really get the Smithix into me back in the day. Like I used to love because get us in. Well, what my my trick was was it was just beer that you no bubbles in, so you can neck it quicker. <laughs> You know, that was literally it. I was like, I'm going to show off to the boys here. <laughs> drink it for volume. Like. Yeah, I was just drinking to get pissed. But it was the good old days. Fair enough. I think I started with Smilix and then I moved to Carlsberg and some of the hangovers were awful, uh-huh. so I had to get out of that. I know, you, you like a stout though too, don't you? I enjoy a stout. Yeah. Not, I mean, not in like hot, hot weather, but uh, yeah. stout the other day. It was nice after sitting in the car yeah. for about three hours. But Guinness are trying to hit you with that now. I've seen the new advertising. Oh, this is like a, oh, a hot day, like a, a day for a Guinness. It's trying to... You know what? No, no. I am a big Guinness fan, but it's not. A, it's not like see if you're outside, you want a cider or something lighter. Aye, winter time by the fire yeah. is oh. peak stout weather. No, you know what? I think that's that's when Fieldies comes into its own around Christmas and the fire's lit. You can smell the peat, and also you can smell the stuff that's burning in the fire. You know, <laughs> <laughs> mm. you go home and shower yeah. for fuck. Peat's been out killing peasants all day. Nothing better than a lock of stouts for your boys. And you know what? I love Christmas because all your friends are home for a bit. You know, whether it's, you know, but they're all back for a wee bit. And it's just great catching up. Yeah. You hug, you're wearing jumpers, you're having stouts. Wow. I used to be that guy. I used to, like, come mm. home and then get steaming for a bit of a week and then leave again. Yeah, but be then, like, I never want to see those people for but another you year. you didn't have a child abroad. You need to, life hacks okay. with Davy. Get people pregnant. It doesn't seem, <laughs> doesn't seem Do like, it. it seems more like a social problem, really. Listen, I know people are doing it too more often here, far yeah. too often here. But do we need more Belfast people that don't know who their dad is? No. No. But what we do need is a little Toronto. Okay. Yeah, a little Toronto. Call the child Toronto. Yeah, little tor- Toronto. Boy or girl. Toronto, Toronto. Toronto Matthews. I mean, Toronto Matthews sounds like you would play in the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> Toronto Matthews are running back for the Atlanta Falcons over there. Yeah, but it's, yeah, I don't think it would ring to it. Uh, I don't think anything that's going to be made of my genetic makeup is going to be big enough to play American football. Yeah, but you never know. Well, listen, it all depends who you have the child with. <laughs> you know, you get a powerhouse. Toronto's mum could be yep. a unit. Somebody I have to climb a ladder to get on. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot of fun, Toronto Matthews. I mean, there you go, it's a name. The first Spark. ginger in the NBA. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Oh, boy, Larry Bird, he was ginger. More of a blonde, surely. Yeah, well, he would say. I reckon he would say. And a Hall of Famer. Yeah. yeah. So, mm, maybe. That's what yeah. he's got. That's it. Is Larry Bird a ginger? What do you think? Does he have it in him? Does he have a wee bit of the orange in him? Question, anybody mm-hmm. under the age of 30, do you know who Larry Bird is? Yeah. <laughs> have you seen Space Jam? Is that that finger yet? No, it's not. That's not the Larry Bird. <laughs> the finger. That's the different. No, it's different. 
Oh man, being old is class, isn't it? <laughs> but well, here if you if you're into your drinking, are you coming to the beer show? The beer show on the will when? you be allowed on the Sunday? You know what? I might be able to. Mm. I'm flat out drinking these days anyway. Good so stuff. Yeah. The beer the beer show is uh, it's a bit chaotic because the first half is technically speaking a beer tasting, and we'll have yeah. some guests mm-hmm. do. So what, when you get your beer tasting, we'll, I'll give you the, the notes and all that stuff, and then once we start drinking, you got kind of five to eight minutes to get your sample in you, uh-huh. and then we will bring out a wee guest. That also sounds like how you'd have to roll the Matthews. <laughs> well, you have five minutes to get the sample in you, and then while it's still warm, yeah. um, the opposite though, we want cold beer. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to do that where it's... Uh, I've done two of the shows before and I've done one of them as a corporate and they've been great fun. Mm-hmm. So the first half is the actual beer tasting. Then we take a break. I tend to go get a pint of your favourite one. Yeah. So your your ticket money includes your samples. And after that, mm-hmm. you're on your drinking own. Yeah. And then second half is chaos. It's a game show. No, it's a game show. So oh. what, do you, what do you do? How does that work out? Everybody coming in through the door will be given a little raffle ticket. Mm-hmm. We draw you... Is Karen Bartlett involved? Uh, no, we're not charging for the raffle okay. ticket. Okay. Um, you will be brought up on stage should you be selected and mm-hmm. then you can play for prizes so there's different quiz rounds there's uh, different games to play mm-hmm. and then basically if you win the round you will compete against somebody if you right, win your okay. round you're then, you then go to uh, my sack and from that you will withdraw mm-hmm. one of my balls Okay. and the ball will tell you how many or what you've won uh-huh. so you can win a beer you can win a cocktail or you can win your money back right okay so some people win like and is a cocktail a drink or is a cocktail you're going to tell a story a dick story uh, no, just an actual, just more alcohol. Right, okay, nice. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to get me to it. Because right. you know what? Have you ever been to Newcastle upon Tyne? I have. Have you ever been to the Jasmine area? Mm, don't know. They, I was in City Centre for a gig. Let's see, Manic Street Preachers. They have a lot of bars like in the student area, so I've not been to this particular area in a long time. But um, they would have bars where you go in, you'd, like the trebles bars. There would be button at the table, and you TV in the back, and you press a button, and you either pay full price. For a drink, you get like two for the price of one. You get a free round, or you get whatever. So it's all like it's exciting. You're like, oh, and you get rode off. Is there any forfeit ones? Can you pay double for a drink? I think potentially, hmm. but in this one, I was in definitely not. The worst jeopardy was you have to pay full price for a drink, which in those days, probably going back what age am I now? Thirty six, probably talking sixteen years ago. You're probably talking for a drink three three quid. <sighs> Sad, that. Yeah. When I started drinking, uh, one of the social clubs I used to drink in in Warren Point was one eighty a pint. Oh wow! Because that's whenever I joined. And the now I feel old because then people yeah. were just like. When I joined the Bangor Engineers and Trade Social Club, that was the price of a pint. One eighty, and now it's three quid, which is still reasonable. To be fair, I take it in anyway. The working men's is still two pound sixty. See, that's good. That's what you like to see. There's a show. As I keep pitching shows every time I'm on. I was pit- me and Glenn were going to do one earlier where we travel around the community centres and just go and have tea with the old women's groups. And I thought that'd be great fun. Tea and biscuits and crack. My, my grandma used mm-hmm. to run one of those and it was, it was great. Oh, it's tremendous fun. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I loved no job more than when I was working in community cohesion and I just went around the community houses and I got... There was a big shout-out to Margaret Gibson in Sandy Row. She used to make an absolutely killer fry. I went down there once. I remember had she made me a nice fry. She always made a killer cup of tea. The Sandy Road you rock in you get a full fry when just from the yeah. visit but then they moved the moved community house and they got sort of a wee bit of like adaptations done on it was a wee bit sort of fancier now and oh, was, I literally just used to be like another house she so was, instead of a fry you got an egg Benedict is that, is that what you mean by brilliant. fancy no. Uh, no you just went to Benedict's because you were in the Sandy Road so you gotcha. just walked out the back and there you go bingo <laughs> straight there but yeah I, I absolutely love that but our show should be we go around the working men's clubs and do like I had a show, I had a show idea, right? It's not not going to be picked up, but I can tell you what it was. It was called Cracking Cracking My Day, Cracking Our Day, something like that. Where it was we can be pair a comedian kicking about nowadays with one who maybe was was maybe working in the eighties or nineties. So 
Those those workout yeah. men's clubs guys were tough as oh, shit. Unbelievable. But yeah. I think what is you could, so for example, someone like say take yourself and say you pair you with like Gene Fitzpatrick or somebody. So you would he would then come and do one of your, like your gigs. You would do that. So he you would have to like do the workout men's clubs and then he would have to like you know, use social media to promote a show he's doing. You know, stuff like that. Oh, there was God. there was different crossovers. And I thought that was one of them, doing the work in men's clubs. So going around having because actually when I joined the, the Bets and Banger, they were like, Oh, we're doing the Captain's Day, do you want to do stand up? I went, Zero percent. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. if I go in and I eat shit there, I can never show my face there again. Yeah, and I really love the cheap pints. Yeah. So I'll be back. I'll yeah, be back, I'll be back, but back I won't but I won't say anything to anyone. No. <laughs> and then speaking of Gene Fitzpatrick, him himself did a set, blew the roof off, yeah. destroyed. And that's after a young man performed the hits of Erasure beforehand so all the boys say what you want just erasure erasure yep say say all you want about men in their 60s they love a wee bit of camp 80s and 90s pop erasure pet shop boys you're killing it with them and commune arts commune arts oh why what tune commune, I was well, actually, cover version to be, to be fair but that was still. number one on the day I was born believe it or not don't leave me this way with the commune arts has Psychic Glenn yeah. left some of his residue here mm-hmm. unreal Yes. Yes. Yes, but not as the rest of the you're thinking of. Is this what I did? Oh, no. Remember we were talking about my bum a lot in this oh, episode? Oh, my God, jeans. <laughs> sick. No, but, yeah, it was, it was a weird vibe because it's like, those, they're notoriously tough crowds, but those guys love them. And Gene Fitzpatrick was like a throwback to just the pros of the olden days. Just clink, clink, clink. Had them, suit, the fucking tuxedo, looked the part, killed it. And I think yeah. there's something to be said about that as well. Half our set, Tommy, how he wishes his mother's mom was dead. Yeah. Class. You know, brilliant. Tremendous. Yeah. Hates everything, loves it. <laughs> no, and I'm here for it. You know? I, I would, I would like. To, I mean, I've done some tough gigs, but that would be a real interesting one to do. That to just be the guys yeah. that are in their sixties, being like, "All right, let's go." Yeah, but you know what? I mean, it's hard enough being fucking funny here. But that's the thing, and those boys would have probably been gigging during like the height of the troubles and wherever you could get gigs. Not easy, easy thing. I think a lot of us are probably a bit disrespectful of the old older generation when you're starting out. I have learned with time, be like, nah, big shout out to them. You know what I mean? Like in the beginning, we're probably like, fuck, they're doing another series. You give him a bloody headpiece, same old. Now Tim, one of my, one of my well, don't don't want to give him any any credits. He's one of my, uh, one of my like inspirations or um, one of my, you know. Uh, but I love Tim, you know, and he and he is. And to me, Tim is living the dream. Tim McGarry's an inspirational man. He's from North Belfast, mm-hmm. but he's, he's done well for himself. Yeah, you know what I mean? and you know what? And again, I he has been kind of lying a wee bit low recently because. Of his connections with Jeffrey Epstein and all everything that came through that. But oh, I remember yeah, this story. Yeah. But you know that's just him. But see, yeah, when yeah. I started out, I was. I, I, how's, how's the beef going? Is it like is it a draw at the minute or? Well, you know, listen, he's still telling people that I'm dealing drugs. Obviously, I don't deal. I just use. But you know, he's he's got his names on his names on the flight log. So. On the flight log. Flight log to to. Oh, I saw his name on the wall at yeah. Cliftonville when we were playing the football match there for the mm-hmm. the Legends game. So yeah. 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 Tim McGarry is it? And I, I was I was driving past. I didn't yeah. get to read what the rest of it well, said, well, but I'm sure you, it was complimentary. Well, what you can do is you can tell me the location, and I will take a trip up there, and I'll take a photo of it, and I'll tag him on social media. Oh yeah, it's just up beside Cliftonville football nice, ground. So perfect. yeah, that's not too bad. Because so. Tim McGarry does his other job outside of comedy and around the alleyways around Solitude. Can't believe he's working on your patch. <laughs> <laughs> that's why he fell out in the first instance. You know, he was like, "What are you doing up in these parts?" And I'm like, "Tim, listen, I may reside in Bangor, but I work in North Belfast." You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And then that's where the drug issues came, and that's where the beef came. But you know, Tim and like some like May McFetridge, John, John, uh, fucking, why am I having a fucking mind for it? John, did you almost say John Lydon? I, I nearly like, said no, John Lydon. Yeah, <laughs> no, oh, correct me, John. I don't know. I know he's. I know you he's know, got a. Oh, he's got a. I have got a, a mind for it. Yeah. He's done the most 
opera house shows than he anybody has. ever. Well, until Shane finishes his run this summer. Uh, let's see. It's not. Lennon, that's it. Fuck me. Lennon, I got stuck in my head. John Lennon. John Lennon, yeah. No relation to Graham he, Lennon, the no. uh, creator of Father Ted and now Twitter menace. You know what? See that? I get why people are not happy with Graham Lennon. Lennon. But sometimes you have to separate people's personal views from their work. I bet oh no, here to. look, I'm not... Father Ted is still fucking amazing. Yeah, but like people are like, <laughs> he, he can't work anymore. And it's like, maybe stop being such a hateful guy online, please. Yeah, yeah. And just focus on being funny, because he, was he involved in Benidorm too? Black Books as well. Black Books. Yeah. You know what I mean? Tremendous work. Body's work. But my point was, people like John Lennon, not John Lydon, big shout out to John Lydon as well. No, um, he's a Tory, fuck him now. But you know what? He called out your mate, Jimmy Savile, and he did it. Did he? Mm-hmm. Like after he died? Do you not know? Before he died, do you want to see this video? No. So I'm going to play it here. John Lydon okay. called out, not John Lennon. Well, that, that's good if it's before, because yeah. then it's, it's one of those ones where everybody seems to know after. I always knew. Why didn't you say something? Yeah, um, John Lydon, Jimmy Savile interview. There you go. It's the top one of the top ones interview? oh he's, he's not being interviewed by him is he no no he's just he's, he's just calling him out saying basically um, you know what and fair, fair play to him because he uh, just being like he's as nonsense as the cop yeah he's just like people obviously thought Jimmy Savile was, was class back in the day and all but he's problematic Jimmy Savile like he's an interview with Piers Morgan it's never been played on television before but it has a particular uh, relevance let's listen to this so who else is on the Gonna list so, oh, it's endless, so basically, they asked him a question back in the day. You've nineteen seventy eight. Yeah, you want to. Pick, oh well, that could have saved a lot. Of you want to pick, pick some people that you would kill. Basically, they asked John Lydon, "Who would you kill back in the day?" Is and this like Desert Island? Like Discs? a goner, goner list, Desert Island disc. Yeah, like Room One Hundred One type stuff. Okay. I just want to make a film of it on film. I'd like to kill Jimmy Savile. I think he's a hypocrite. When I write, I bet he's into all kinds of seediness. Deal know about, we're not allowed to talk about. Mm-hmm. I know some rumours. <laughs> I bet none of this will be allowed out. I should imagine libelous stuff will be allowed out. Nothing I said is liable. Hey, what is that? So he called him out. I haven't heard that before. Yeah, Pierce Morgan. He's like, yeah, the Savmeister was a nonce. That's basically what he said. And he's saying that in 1978? Yeah, 1978. So what, what you know... Uh, there, there's the name for the show Desert Island Decapitations that's the new show hey yeah. just give me a list of who you want to kill yeah I mean there you go so this, what we should do is to start a new podcast Quite that'd be weird about. if I showed up and uh, had the list and be like there's my list and they're like we didn't we didn't tell you we were going to ask you the question yeah, like, just read listen, the list read the list <laughs> that's it I mean people from your neck of the woods are used to just giving a list of names and being like these <laughs> yeah. are the ones on the oh list. no come on that's we'll do one. that's factual <laughs> come on don't be sly <laughs> but that's factually accurate I'll give you that but the point is, a lot of good... Look, it only happened a couple of dozen times, yeah. okay? There's no, no need to look at it. But a lot of good comedians have come before us, and maybe because they don't do, like, like UK-wide shows, or, you know what I mean, maybe on TV, on, like, Live Depot and stuff, people are like, oh, they're not... Some are brilliant. Can I say, from, from mm-hmm. travelling the world and doing gigs all over the place, the best comedians in the world will never do TV. Mm-hmm. I've done club shows with people, and you're like, well, I thought I was doing all right, but these guys are fucking yeah. smoking me. Yeah. What's even worse is from doing some shows where you meet people who do comedy in like their second language, mm-hmm. English is their second language, and they're brilliant. Yeah, and you're like, ah, that's a problem. Yeah, and you're just mm-hmm. like, well, that's they've actually understood a language so much, they're funnier. Yeah, and funnier than I am. Shit. Yeah, you know, and I am like, yeah. I can barely order beer in France. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, and the word is beer. Yeah. So. True, Pierre. 
yeah, delicious. But I was, I was thinking about languages the other day, and about something like how, yeah, so was beer invented in all different places? So, like, if you were Spanish, like, it's called certeza in Spain. So did they just like surely if you bring some? Oh, that's it's not though. What the fuck was that? Nice no, cerveza. Um, cerveza. If you if you oh, bring yes, if you bring beer yes to somewhere, do you not just go beer and they go ah oh, beer? It's so, beer in most languages. But so did Spain have their own cerveza? And then just when people brought beer, they're like beer, and they're like no cerveza, <laughs> and they're like no, it's fucking beer. And they're like he cerveza por favor. You know, like where's the why did I turn super camp? Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna Spanish. say yeah. So uh, and I go to the, the bar in Spain. And they're like eh, chorizo, you know. But a tapas. Know. Oh, tapas. Tap my ass with chorizo. You wouldn't have to go too far. <laughs> you can find you know? it. Yeah. I mean, it's easy to find. It's literally just like a well. It's like a well on an acre of land. I want to check um, this now. So, uh, so yeah. Because well, well, that was kind of Catherine was like, you just have different languages. But it's like, yeah, I know that. But why is it not universally if it's the same thing? Well, the word for just random stuff that I do know is that the word for food in... Uh, the word for beer in Vietnamese is the is the same word sp- and spelling for food in Irish. Oh wow! Which is what? Beer. Beer. B-I-A. Yeah. So there they go. say like. Because so, also uh, like for example, if you switch it up, if you go for like you, you're talking German. Yeah, Croatian and Czech. It's pivo. Pivo. Danish is ul. I know that. Yeah. And then Dutch is b i e r, which is the yeah, same so as the French. Yeah, still be beer. Yeah. Beer, yeah. Because in like so, did someone bring it from like Belgium over to England, and then they just went, "We're called beer." I don't know if anybody claimed it because it's obviously 3,000 yeah. years old. There's, there's brewing recipes the in like yes. Mesopotamia and Egypt. But that's the, the question is, did they just have... Because who picks hops and grains and makes a beer? So they do it on all day. Just so coincidentally, they do it in other parts or do they hear rumours? I think it's... I mean, you know, how does it travel? This is what I need to know. Beer the majority of things about it, doing all that sort of stuff, because things ferment, it's probably accidental. Yeah, right, okay. So then who's you t- go, oh, that's yeah. off, and then you drink it or mm-hmm. eat it, and you're, you're fucking steaming. You're like, I like this. Yeah, because you look at them, um, like, in Germany, you've got a Black Forest Gatto. Black, Black Forest? Forest Gatto. You tell it in German, Schwarzwalder Kirschtorte. Black Forest Gatto. It's quite literally a translation. But beer, how are you translating the word beer to Cerveza? That's my... Uh, okay. Question. You what know what I'm saying? What they're trying to say what this actually is. Yeah. So, so. Ul Cerveza, Finnish, Olut. So there, I mean. Mm. They all sound similar. They're similar, yeah. yeah. So that. French yeah. and German, Italian, it's all beer, beer, bira is Italian. Yeah. Like beer, Norway is the same as Danish. Yeah. Uh, Polish is the same as Croatian and Czech, so it's Pivo. Mm. Pivo. Or Pivo. There's Pivo. no V, but it, that could be one word mixed up. Pottery Pivo. <laughs> Three Pottery Pivo, <Yeah>. please. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, yeah there's other ones yeah so there you go uh, Vietnamese beer so that's yeah, the one nice beer I had a friend actually who's who used to say I got beer but that was just a posh accent <laughs> so there you go who knew he could translate but yeah why, how did we end why, up on why this? was your mate a fucking Sesame Street character because that he is he's generally he's a stuffed Muppet yeah. he's a Muppet <laughs> yeah he is a Muppet that, I mean he would agree himself he's a Muppet we, we ended up this because we started off talking about a, your beer show a beer show so, yeah. which you'll be going to so <laughs> it, it, the, it, yeah one part beer taste and one part ridiculousness nice well that's all what, what we're there for yeah, exactly um, so I've got a couple of questions here let me see um, oh, okay yeah, I was just tightening on Shane there because earlier I w- took wee nosy into his studio just because I have t- I took taken a few bottles of water out of there before whenever I didn't have my own supplied, and Dan producer Dan was like, "You've been stealing water." I was like, "Yeah, I have," and then I was going to go in and move some water about for a wee joke. Yeah, and then thought, you know what, actually can be arsed in. I'm thirty six. What I'm at, <laughs> so I left. But then I noticed I had given Shane a Christmas present. 
now this would have been in June because I gave him a Christmas present whilst I also gave him his birthday present so his birthday's in June I gave him the Christmas present but it wasn't for him it was for his sons but it had been sitting in my house since fucking December and I left the you kept forgetting to bring it here yeah so I brought in it's in there and I went in and I still saw because my first thought was hmm interesting that I have given over Christmas presents for his boys and his wife's not said anything to me or Catherine about it you know just the way cheers for that so I took a photo and sent it to her I was like by the way I'm tightening him you know he uh you outed him? Yeah, I outed him. I was like, he's not brought the presents home. Okay. I mean, it's not it's not mm-hmm. quite uh, John Lydon and Jimmy Savile. I know. Or Pres- is it? Listen. What were the presents? I mean, listen, <laughs> my, for my next, no. Um, I just want to point out, to my knowledge, Shane is definitely not nonce. Or has got no nonce-like behaviours. You know, now, unless he's doing that totally under the... Under Dave's the, getting the deniability. <laughs> now, there are some other comedians, I'm sure, would probably be up to dodgy things. But not Shane. Yeah. Not Shane. Not Shane. Jordan Robbins has a good question for you. Speaking of nonsense. <laughs> Maybe a bit late. Can you ask Darren what his thoughts on our man not being able to win penalty shootouts? Um, my thoughts are it's unfortunate. That's mm-hmm. three in two years. And uh, I'm going to punch Jordan in the face next time I see him. And how do you feel about uh, about the, is Armagh your big team you support? Are they the number ones? Like, are they the, like, well, explain the academy. Is that like national team nearly, nearly Armagh when it's county? It, when it's your county, your 32 counties compete mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. And in so the All-Ireland? In the All-Ireland. Well, actually, only 31 competes, long story. Actually, 33 technically yeah. compete. Who doesn't? Who's the one that... Kilkenny don't play football in the Championship and then you add in London and New York, they have teams also. Of course, because I can imagine New York have a team. Yes. They love it out there. Yes. So, whenever like Tyrone, Mickey Hart and the boys, are they like one of the best for a period of time where they win in the All-Ireland? Like that was Yeah, the... they won three in six years, I think. Yeah, which is impressive. Very impressive. So who are the current champs? Who are the ones that Current champs are Kerry and mm-hmm. it looks like they're going to their semi-final because they hammered Tyrone yesterday on Saturday the game before the Armagh match mm-hmm. and then we lost some penalties to a team we probably should have beaten yeah, so tell me this have Armagh won it in a while? no we won it we have won it once in 148 years mm-hmm. and it was in 2002 but it was there mm-hmm. so that's fine I can die happy-ish yeah but another one which of course is happy in Irish for those that don't speak Gaelic yeah. happy-esque um, my, um, my believe it or not for my, my side of family I have a have a my mum's cousin was a captain of Down when they won the All Ireland? Yes, they have five. Yeah, so, so they have uh, they have two in the nineties and some in the sixties. Yeah, it was the sixties. He would have. Yeah, yeah. I think the first time they won it, he was a captain, Joe Lennon. But I have. I think uh, can't see this thing. So that's mm-hmm. the Armagh badge there. Yeah. So, so you so so I'd be, be a bit of a so fan because you've got a tattoo in your leg. It's safe to say you absolutely love it. Yes, and I still play as well. I played a game yesterday, and I'm in bits. And today. So who would be your like so? I, uh, let me put it in terms that I understand from a rugby perspective. So, the Ireland would be like, there's not an Ireland Gaelic team. No. No, because they would just have no one to play against. There used to be provincial so, teams in a thing called oh, the Railway Cup, but where our, you pick the best. But our Ma would be probably like the internationals near enough. Uh, yeah, County. sort of idea. So, yeah. so. so that your local team would be... My local team where I played when I was, when I was no, younger. And who would be like, because I know Dublin win a lot, but what do they win? That's obviously not all Ireland they win. It is, yeah, yeah. And the Leinster Championship as well. So they've, I think they've won but ten they Leinsters in a so row. So Dublin aren't a, aren't a county, are they? Dublin are a county. Did you think Dublin was just a city? Yeah. Dublin is an entire county. Wow. You've so. been to Dublin. Yeah, but I thought Dublin was just a city. When you so because do you know, know Cork's a county? But they're in Leinster, aren't they? Yes. So what's Leinster? Province. Province. Wow. Yeah. County. Province. I get you now. All Ireland series. So right, Dublin. There you go. I thought Dublin was just a city. So I thought there was like a city version. Do you not do geography in school? Oh, listen, in the school I went to, 
you only do Northern Irish. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. All right. Okay. We were, Slightly we different when I when I'm yeah. from down at the invisible border. So mm-hmm. that's all right though. So yeah. So Dublin, they were the champs for a while there. Yeah, yeah, they did six in a row. That's impressive. It's very impressive. Because yeah. five in a row, or four in a row was the record before. But are they like Man City, though? Do they have all the dough to throw at it? Or? That's the allegation, yeah. Right, okay. So who, who's who been the be- who's been the Leicester City of of recent times? Who just popped up and won one and just, uh, who, off? People are like, this is, they'll talk about this for years to come in folklore. Tyrone won the Tyrone. COVID one, what we call the COVID right, uh, okay. All-Iron 2020. Uh-huh. Uh, they, sorry, 2021. They showed up and there was a whole thing about where they wanted the game moved and delayed because mm-hmm. they were like, oh, some of our people have got COVID. And there was a whole lot, there was like all these allegations being like, we'll prove it then. And it was mm-hmm. it was very devious, very cloak and dagger yeah. stuff. But they showed up on the day and it was it was like a robbery because Kerry were probably the better team, but Truman yeah. won the All-Iron Fine. There you go. And so that, that, that they get bring Sam home. Yeah, that's the call, yeah. So Sam McGuire brought us some cork, by the way. Yeah, so the yeah, Nor- it's not as ashes, but that's a trophy for anybody that doesn't know. So the Northern team, weird. they do, do all right, like the Northern teams. Ulster teams uh, have great quality football, but you usually don't have an Ulster team win because mm-hmm. there's nine counties in Ulster. Our championship is longer. Mm-hmm. Right, okay. There's only like five counties in Munster to play mm-hmm. football, that kind of thing. Ah, so do you have to go then from the province? You have to win the province and get out. There is a, there okay. is a system now, there's like a backdoor system that you can... Mm-hmm. Uh, keeping it bum Keeping it bum, bum related. related. Um, yeah, we'll uh, just call it the bum cast. Yeah, so oh, they yeah, do that so. where you can... There's little... Uh, there used to be the backdoor system where if you... Mm-hmm. You lost your provincial game. You got put into a, a, like an open draw, and you would play it through that like series. Like qualifying for the Champions League by finishing second. Like qualifiers, yeah. yeah. So they did that. The system this year was uh, if you after the provincial series, whoever was left, the sort of like the the, the top twelve or the last mm-hmm. twelve would go into uh, four groups of three. I guess yeah. Sorry, sorry, four fours because it was sixteen that had to get it down to quarterfinals, and uh-huh. it was in top two and through. But it was a uh, it was an interesting um, it was an interesting series, and then mm-hmm. we. Went out with an absolute whimper. So it was grim. Last year we went out in the yeah. quarterfinals to Galway who got into the All-Iron Final and then lost to Kerry. But yeah, penalties again. I was in Crow Park for both of them so mm-hmm. I think the lesson here is I'm a jinx, I'm going to stop going. Yeah, that's fair. We win more when I'm not there. And like when, when the one, you were at it though, weren't you? I was at it, 17. Yeah, and now take it, obviously, totally illegally of course, but you're not taking pints that day? No. No? No. No interest. I, at, at that point I wasn't, I'd only started drinking but I wasn't drinking that day. Ooh. I would have started drinking on that day, celebrating. Uh, no, I, I did celebrate mm-hmm. when. Well, I was actually so in shock from that we actually did. Like there was a pitch invasion, which yeah. I didn't take part of. I just kind of sat in my chair, completely yeah. dumbfounded as to what happened. And, so and then I found out the guy in front of me, who was like from my club, had also bet ten grand in the game. But that's that's oh, all wow. neither here nor there. And whenever you, whenever like, is there still like posters and pictures up in bars and all? Down around of the team, the champion, the heroes. Yeah, yeah, you'll have that. Love that. I so love I actually that. saw two of them yesterday or on Saturday at Crow Park. Because you know what? I love the whole community side of the GAA. I love it. I love how, like, little towns will just fucking. Because like, whenever you're, like, probably from a Protestant background, you think, oh, it's them against us. My mum's like, nah, it's a, the rivalries amongst each other and towns yeah. and clubs. And there's a real, like, sp- like strong association with your team. And if you don't know, go to another town, you're like, nah, you're enemy. And play, playing the neighbours is the hardest yeah. thing. We used to play against uh, Points Pass, where uh-huh. your auntie mm-hmm. lived, was it? Where your granny? My granny. Your yeah. granny still in Points Pass. Pass yeah. We would have played against Points Pass because we were from the Summon, which is like mm-hmm. a little town line up the road where my dad's from. Do you know where the Points Pass pitch is? Yes. You know, it's like down a wee gorge, just off an estate. My granny's house was the second house up from there, so I could have watched. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that's, that's, that's yeah. Uh, Redmond O'Hanlon's, as we call it. They're named yeah. after a famous outlaw. Yeah, of course. A lot of them are, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Redmond O'Hanlon. Yeah, great Red, name for there's a great Redmond or Redman like the rapper. Redmond, 
Because Redman would be a good Ulster guy. Redmond. Redmond O'Hanlon Stadium. Red Hand O'Hanlon. Yeah. That'd be better. Probably there you go. No. Uh, Redmond O'Hanlon was famous for in like folklore where somebody was, he was like a highwayman going mm-hmm. around stealing stuff. Like a highway rat, which is a book <laughs> I read for my child. Yeah. Different, slightly yeah. different. Like a, dip, a Dick Turpin style character mm-hmm. of, you know, your money yeah. or your life kind of thing. And uh, there was somebody else going around basically robbing people saying mm-hmm. he was Redmond O'Hanlon. And he was right. like, I'm not having this. This guy's yeah. definitely a character. So he went and caught him himself. Yeah. Turned him in and was like, that's not me. And then... And they didn't be like, but while you're at it, Redmond, I'll take you. <laughs> yeah, you know? exactly. So yeah, no, it's, yeah. It's, it's quite a good story. But that, that's the team yeah. in Points Pass and the him. So, so we he, ca- he caught the intruder, Redmond O'Hanlon then? Exactly. Thank you. Yeah, it was like when there was, a, when there was like a fake diesel in the WWF. Yeah. That idea. Yeah, but I mean, that was the worst because I was just Kane. Wasn't yeah, it? exactly. Yeah. Glenn Jacobs, who yeah. then later became Kane. Kane you not doing uh, we'll talk about the wrestling after. Yeah, Kane is just big into politics now and being a big fan of Trump, so that's what he's up to. Loves a bit of right wing. You know what, listen? That's something to be said about Trump, isn't there? Yeah. It's him. nothing to do with the Gaelic. They miss him. No, Trump, I would, Trump's the kind of guy would 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 love the Gaelic, I reckon. You think so? It's fantastic, it's incredible. You know, yeah. he'd be right over here. Best team ever. Yeah, they're fantastic. Yeah, we can um, put it in the quarterfinals still. Best team ever. Yeah, but... He's a good guy. But then, how does it feel? Were you like, this could have been our year and we fucked it? Or are you like... Yeah, I feel like that most years. <laughs> because that, but that's what being a true fan is. Mm-hmm. The absolute stupidity and belief that you're going to win every year. See my school don't. my school rugby team. We were the first time our school have ever won a major. We won the medallion shield in rugby whenever I was playing because I'm an inspirational athlete. And whenever there we, goes got speaker. The, there and we got up to up, upper sixth, like lower, like fifth year, upper sixth, we thought, there's a school's cup in us here. And then we got beaten like the quarterfinals of upper sixth. And we're like, what's that? Fucked. You know, there <laughs> we go. Who beat you? Poured it down, maybe. Because anytime, because the school's cups rugby used to be on St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. And then we would watch the All Iron Club yeah. series after. Yeah. But you'd watch the school's cup in the morning. Yeah. And was it your Campbell, did you? No, Sullivan. Sullivan Upper Razor finishes up, yeah. Okay. Campbell went at all times. They've dough, don't they? That's what I thought. Yeah. It was, like, it was yeah. always like Campbell and Method playing each other. Yeah, Campbell and Method. Every fucking year. With, with three boys, yeah. So. Um, out of we soft spot for now because my dad went there and my Plucky underdogs went there. Yeah, no, they're just I like a you know yeah they're they're city boys you know Campbell yeah. no one likes. Campbell. Also, their school looks like a museum for some reason. Yeah, a museum of I was gonna say we boys, but that's not really what you can say nowadays, can you? Not Jimmy Savile. So. I was gonna say I think that <laughs> a museum of we boys is a museum of Greek art. Yeah, true. <laughs> Because a lot of those statues just have wee boys' dicks on them, don't they? Yeah, that was something about, that was a cultural thing where it was like, don't be showing off. Is that, it? Or, that or I thought was just freezing in ancient Greece. Yeah. But well, I've been to Greece, it's roasting. So yeah, I don't know what so to do. I don't know. Shut it off, walking around slapping off your knees. Yeah, I was going to say big, big dongs and saggy balls. Yeah. Which would be probably on, on Stuck to your thigh. Uh, you know, artistically yeah. accurate. But it's not how they said that, that, that the Pearson came about, the Prince Albert. Albert, because Prince Albert had a piece on him and they had to just like. Again, why did they not just use like cling film or something? Why did they have to. Pierce a hole in his deck and clip it on or something. Is that what it was? Apparently so, yeah. Not just tuck it up into his belt if it's that good. Yeah, but then he'd have a wee root it pop out, you know what I mean? Or he could tuck it underneath and just, you know, like a hose. Because, I mean, that's that's the schoolboy when you're, when you're a teenage boy and it just fucking wakes up without mm-hmm. telling you. That's yeah. that's the end of the the waistband of the school trousers and then yeah, you're but, sort of sitting like that. Yeah, but you have to be careful with that because it's a dangerous game. Yeah, somebody tells you to stand up and walk up the class and you're like, oh yeah. no. I had a full fight with the, with the somebody. teacher about that once because I pointed out Ukraine of all places on a map. And she wanted me to point it out during the class. And I was like, no, I don't know where it is. She, you fully pointed to me half an hour earlier. And I went, well, I can't do it now, so forget. I guessed. And she kept me behind. I had to literally tell my, my teacher when I was like fourth year, I had an erection. Yes. And I didn't want the class to know. And you embarrassed me. 
and I'm sorry. And she went, do you still? And I went, yes. And she sucked me. No, she didn't. That would have been pedophilic. Did you go to an all-boys school? No, I went to a mixed school. Good, good. Yeah. That was good that you... I did. <laughs> if I went to an all-boys school, I would have been fine, you know. I would have just stood up and been like, yeah. But with the girls, yeah, it was problematic, you know. So, Did you go to an all-boys school? Nope, Mexico. Well, I went to an all-boys school for one year and then moved. Because you couldn't get an erection in an all-boys school? No, I just probably figured out that I was like, hey, women are cool, aren't they? Because obviously when you go to first year, you're like 11. Mm-hmm. And then... You kind of and, so why did you did you decide were you allowed to move or did you just yeah I was allowed to move I, I just didn't like the school yeah. I was like, this is, I, do you know what I felt um, I probably moved because it was uh, like a grammar school now my uh-huh. two best buddies from primary school went there so I yeah. went to be to hang out with those guys I'm like yeah. that's my friend, best friend yeah. but uh, yeah very sort of a lot of middle class people and I was yeah. just kind of going I do not fit in here what was the school that you didn't fit in St. Coleman's College you know? I would have gone there you would have went there? Yeah, it sounds like a sounds good posh. Yeah, you uh, yeah, you probably would have. You know, they would have had like borders back in the day and all that kind of stuff. Started off as a boarding nice. school, and it, but it wasn't even that. Which is ironic because where you're from, they don't believe in the border. So Exactly. They've had borders. It's they don't have it now anyway. So it's <laughs> yeah, it's not a border if you can't smuggle it across it. So True. Well, we, that's another thing. Speaking of borders, I found out that my great aunt used to do a bit of smuggling back in the day during the war. Sensational. Yeah, she used to go over on a wee boat over from uh, the Carningford, the Warren Point, on the boat, just fucking bring butter and shit. The best thing I found out about the the wartime stuff was professional footballers. A lot mm-hmm. of English professional footballers played in the League of Ireland under assumed identities. Nice, because they'd all get a handy a handy shift as like the home guard. Yeah, they'd be stationed in Northern Ireland. Yeah, and then they would travel them down, and they were all playing for See. for like uh, Shelburne Rovers and mm-hmm. Drogheda and all those teams. See, there you go. That's Smoking pretty cool. You across, take you down, play a few matches, and back up again. You're a man that does some shows on BBC. Why don't you get on and do something like that? That'd be a fucking cool radio show. My, get, um, it, get it, get it pitched. I wanted to do one about my my great uncle, Seamus Darcy. Mm-hmm. We did we did an episode of Injury Time about him. Yeah, because he played for Chelsea, but he also played for Northern Ireland in the nineteen fifties. And oh, wow. before he was a professional oh, footballer, Darcy? yes, Fair played him. Well, we couldn't find him on the sh- on the uh, Chelsea archive. I was mm-hmm. like, because remember going to my mum. Are you sure your uncle was oh. called Seamus? Are you sure he played for Chelsea? Because I can't find any evidence. This guy found him. Seamus brackets. Paddy Darcy, England mm-hmm. in the 50s. There you go. All right, there you go. Paddy Darcy. Paddy Darcy, just because that was... Because, I mean, easier. that's what they called him. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was Paddy Darcy. So he, he was a, what they call an inside forward. But he played for Limerick, played around the League of Ireland, started up in Newry, um, mm-hmm. played for Chelsea, Charlton, and ended up coaching back Charlton. But he mm-hmm. ended his career playing on a, like a like a promotional tour for Northern Ireland. He busted his ankle. Oh, wow. So, but in, in Canada. But I wanted to do a bit about him because before he was a professional footballer, he was in the Free State Army. Wow. And I was like, he's got to be the only guy who's ever played for Northern Ireland who has been in the armed yeah. forces in the South. Yeah. Has to be. Probably, yeah. Mm. There you go. It's pretty deep. Get it to the BBC. Get it pitched. I want to say it. It's a radio show in the making. Yeah. Arcade Send footage. Send place. Go for it. Yeah. I would watch it. Maybe. Listen to it even. Well, yeah. But if you're going to... You, you went for archive footage there. So I was like, well, I mean, you've got to make a show then, don't you? Archive audio. <laughs> yeah. But no, I've done that and then we've done the thing where I... I pitched another show. So, I mean, every you say every time you have yeah. an episode, you're like, I think of a new show while I'm here. Yeah. And then they go, no, and you go, all right. But yeah, but you know what? You eventually get to the point where you do it yourself and go, you know what? You you, you doubted me. And now I look at you, I've had it turned down by myself. <laughs> <laughs> Even I won't make this. Yeah, so there, take that. Yeah. But it was that, the show would take that could be good. But we, we had it where... I pitched an idea. I was like, right, here you go, guys. This is something, it'll be great mm-hmm. for tourism. We're going to do a different activity in each of the counties. Yeah. And then they were like, okay, Jane, could you make this for radio? And I was like, what are you going to do, strap a microphone to me? Yeah. You know, like a mountain bike in the yeah. morns? <laughs> yeah. Just me breathlessly doing downhill. Oh, fuck. Yeah. 
No, it's just, it's hard to like. The weird thing is, radio's probably more prosperous than television, though, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it is. I mean, yeah. I, I the show that you were on that I mm. I was producing that was radio. Yeah, and it, it's come across quite nicely that show. You know, I'm quite looking forward to it. August time will it be out or yes, or later? so so keep it nice. keep the ears out on Radio for Ulster big and energy. sounds. Yeah, yeah. BBC Radio Ulster, BBC Radio Foil. I'm keen to see how it uh, is cut together. Yeah, yeah. Be keen to see how it comes out. A lot of interview, a lot of. Well, you. I mean, yeah. you guys were there recording all day. That's probably yeah. going to be a bit of four minute bit. Yeah, I know. I was. Uh, I had a lot of fun that day. Catherine Bohart, crushing dreams, hero. <laughs> yeah, you know what? But it's it's good to put people in their box. You know, yeah, it's good to just criticize people, and it's good to fall out with people. So me and Glenn aren't friends anymore. Even we did a podcast ten minutes ago. Why is he not your friend? Am we joking? He is. That's a joke, Glenn, by the way, in case you're listening to it and you're going to shout at me. No, we are friends, of course. You'll be getting a text when this goes out. I know. I'll be like, it'll be before it goes out. What I'm like, how'd you know, Glenn? <laughs> yeah. But no, it was it was great fun and everyone involved in it. You know, Ali, Gareth, um, everybody was great. Angie, you know, it was a lot of fun. And yourself. Yes. So, so yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm the... Catherine. I'm the, the comedy producer, which means mm-hmm. that they're like, well, Light is working on it, but we're not trusting anybody from here to host it. Yeah. So... Look, it worked. It worked. I thought Catherine was great. Mm-hmm. She did a really good job on it, and I thought her general uh, way with people was fantastic as well. You know, I thought she was because I thought before I met her, she might be quite like catty or something. I had in my head thought, you know, she's she can be a wee bit sassy here, but she was the most lovely person. No, great, very understanding you know? that because mm-hmm. basically what we're doing was we're teaching people from social media if see if they can do comedy that you know they're going to do. Yeah. Can they do five minutes and? Uh, it's not can we teach anybody to be funny can we teach people who are already in a, a like a public persona yeah. can we teach can we work with that or do you have yes. something to be funny but turn it out okay yeah I enjoyed I it. Did. it was it was good so the people who like really talk into it came up with great sets like mm-hmm. they worked really hard on it yeah. for the short time they had that was great it was superb so catch that on sounds and elsewhere and what are you doing with the rest of your day before we bounce here the rest of my day is what have I got mm, I've got a wash just probably finishing now and then uh, oh I'm getting this. I couldn't stand up in Geoffrey class now because this is my talk we're talking about <laughs> see house chores that's what I'm all about I love right. it so uh, I got a wash done this morning I got the towels uh, done so nice. heavy stuff first uh, couldn't pull it out though started raining nightmare man um, so I have a wash on now set it to eco so it takes yeah. two hours instead of an hour nice. I get home I'll just be finishing up get that out get which is ironic that eco done. takes longer I know. I know this is not economic at yeah. all um, maybe they mean eco friendly but that's, yeah, that's a different thing yeah. so home get that out maybe try and get to the gym because I'm going to be away mm. for a few days so I won't get get pumped up before you get the shorts on get pumped yeah, yeah. Uh, swole's the goal uh, it's I'm not just not being mentally I'm going to collect holly from uh, from s- summer scheme and then I am going home, hopefully, to cut the grass. It's good you have to do a summer scheme and not like a pyramid scheme. That's Yeah, to. well, listen, I mean, if she's going to earn some dough like out on her own, go for it. <laughs> uh, no, no issue with you. Going Should I four? Yeah, five. <laughs> so, she, I mean, listen, just finish P1, mate. She's got her head on her shoulder. She can go and sort sort some business for daddy. Yeah. Which sounds creepy when I say it like that. You go sort that out for daddy. <laughs> <laughs> you know. To be fair, in the good old days, if she gets to be six or seven, she could have been a chimney sweep. Could be, she'd be making her own money She now. is not, this is the thing, my physique so she's small enough to get up a chimney. She's skinny. That's why they had children she do it. Is super skinny. Um, I'll show you what she looks like here. She can. I will not put it on camera because she's my little child, and I don't want her to be. Uh, I don't want her to be nonced. Um, <laughs> is that the term? That's the term nonced. But I'll show you. Like, oh no, they've nonced them. Yeah. She's nonster. But that, that's that's there's my two kids there. They're both like skinny wee Aww. wee people. This is this that one's a shit. See the one with sunglasses on. Shit. When are you getting the? Uh 
I know that's that's not your yeah. genetics at all. I know. Have you, have you got the paternity test? Or what's the I mean, look, I, I'll show you that I can't. I can't deny the way you won. Unfortunately, for my sins. Like, oh, okay, okay. Like, so look, at least one of your. Like, that's my face on that. Yeah, that's you. That's my. That's my okay. face. Called her child. I know she's nice got, beard too. Like you. I'm a, oh, I'll tell you something here that you'll appreciate. I woke up this morning, so, so we'll we'll close on this. I uh, Mondays are the day I like to start my week. I like to get up. I like to go. You know what, Monday. Bull horn, let's grab him. You know, let's do this. Catherine is not a morning person. She never really has been. She works as a nurse a lot of early mornings or whatever else. But on a Monday, she's usually her day off. So usually, I would get up, sort the kids, let her wee lie on. Over the last couple of months, she has taken up yoga on the beach at six on a Monday morning. On a Monday morning. So she's done this despite you after you were shit talking to sea swimmers. No, and now she started sea swimming. But oh. the good news is, there's a little letter coming her way with the phrase. Irreconcilable difference. <laughs> All right, so she can wait for that in the post, but in the meantime, as we have share, did she watch this? Oh yeah. Oh uh, shit. As we move forward, um, I was in bed and I thought, you know what? I have, a, I have a busy weekend. I had a couple of gigs Thursday and Friday. Loved them both. Tremendous times. Thank you for the gigs. Saturday, pissed as a fart. Wasn't brought home to three in the morning. Me and her, thankfully, so not in too much trouble. Okay. And uh, yesterday, a bit of a hangover. So today, I'm like, you know what? I'm having a wee lie-in. I'll get up when the kids get up. Holly gets up, probably about seven, give her a tablet. You know, that puts her to sleep for a few more hours. <laughs> <laughs> give her a tablet. She goes and watches some, like, fucking Yeah, give her the chloroform TV, rag. You know? She leaves me alone she for a while. And in the wee ones, she sleeps till eight o'clock anyway. My phone rings. Seven in the morning. It's Catherine. I'm like, what the fuck? Has she had an accident or something? She goes... Are you up? And I went, No, it was a fucking rest day at seven. No, why are you? She goes, Well, I need you to open the back gate. I was like, Why? What's up? And she goes, I found a dog. I was like, <laughs> We have a dog. Well, I found one too, and he's sitting in our kitchen. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I paid for him. No, I found a dog. And she goes, oh, It just reminded me of Charlie, so I felt sorry. He was on his own on the beach, and he looked lonely. I said, Okay, so she brought his dog home. Your wife stole a dog. Yeah, so she stole a dog, right? <laughs> So there's a wee dog there. That's, this is this one she brings home this morning. There's oh, my, that's, my, nice that's my Yeah, he's like, who the fuck's this yeah, guy? Who's this guy in my, in my gaff? So yeah, let's yeah. just get this dude here. Okay. So we find him. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's a wee bit like yours, isn't he? Yes. And so, yeah, he just made himself at home. Just kept <laughs> kicking around the kitchen. Oh, getting cheeky now. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, she got him home. And, and I was like, well, what do you want to do with this? She's like, we need to find where he belongs. Get a microchip scanned. So, so you know what we did? We went, obviously, modern. And I said, she's like, there's got to be a lot. Said, there's ours, North Down, Lost and Found, sticking on that. And then, lo and behold, within probably an hour, so she's away, left Holly to summer scheme, went shopping, and I was just left me, Matilda, and the two dogs now. And uh, <laughs> this woman phoned me, I was like, yeah, it's my dog. I was out like, walking, and we were around like, the seafront yesterday evening, and he chased the cow, and we couldn't find him. He's gone gone missing, and like, there's a lot of where the walking spot was, a lot of hills, cliffs in the sea. She's like, we just assumed, the and a big, busy road. like a uh, like Oh, a, shit, right. And so we thought, like, it's Roadkill Avenue here. So he must have somehow, probably not too far, gone to that beach and just spent all night out by himself at Purvey Lamb. And then uh, she brought him home and I just had to wait for the phone call. Now, by this point, I was like, oh, you know, it's great that was, like, he's so friendly. Then he started jumping over the, the, the safety gate. So I was going le- left and running out the kitchen, put, put Vinny outside, and he's jumping over the... F- and I was like, Matilda, you let him out? She was like, nah. And the wee fuck, I went to watch, and he was just fucking climbing over the... Yeah, he just heard the gate. He just climbed... No, he got up and he scrambled over the one. <laughs> 
<laughs> he's still young, and then as soon as he got out, straight on the sofa, and we have no dog on the sofa policy in our house. Like Vinny, you even Vinny, you roll off. Vinny's too big and smelly. Uh, so you, just, you think of it, yeah, yeah. You know, so we're like, nah. So this guy's just the character, so we had to put him out in between, like the kitchen and the 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 back door, and he just wouldn't fuck up barking. I still have day two of my hangover, so I was like, oh no. Thankfully, the woman phoned me, and she was like, oh, I don't finish work to half four. <laughs> And I was like, no harm to you. I was like, what's the guy's name? Because I, I named him Gregory Porter after the singer.